how it so slash out we start the episode <laughs> yeah let's go hello everyone and welcome to grief burrito today we're looking back over e3 to see how some of our favorite franchises have changed from the past to the new iterations that we are going to see over the next few years jordan yes you're back let's go i am what <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 117 of Grief Rito, the video gaming, movie and entertainment podcast that comes to you to save your life. My name is Harrison Wilde and today I am joined oh, by fuck. my returning boy who tried to interrupt me. <laughs> it's Jordan Shenton. <laughs> I thought we were doing it like every other episode where I just say my name. No, I had to welcome you back because you've been like drifting amongst Hi. the world. I am, yeah, and I'm going to be gone for like... A week after, or two weeks. I don't know how this is gonna work, but yeah, I'm. I bought a house. I know. So I've got to deal with that shit. So I'll just cry alone yeah. and like call on the other people of the podcast realm. I'll put up the flag. Do it. And be like, <laughs> and like try and call someone. I, t- <laughs> I thought it was. I thought you were gonna do like the Mortal Kombat theme tune, because like call on the podcast realm. Well, yeah, that too. Just stand on top of the the podcast mansion and just be like. And then L, they all just come swarming over. <laughs> yeah, and Goro comes up and like, whoa, 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 podcast only. Podcast only, Goro. Then, yeah, no just, princes. It becomes a whole thing, and he leaves disappointed because of yep. you. Remember, hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening, and leave us a little review. I'm reading this off of my phone. If you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, let us know what your favorite moment of E3 was. Because we want to know, we want to hear all about it. That was beautiful, Jordan. Well done. He's not done that bit before. So I thought, we'll get him (laughs) to do it and see how it goes. But yeah, you did very well. Well done. Little gold star for you. I don't know why I made the sound effect because I could add that in post. And now I've made more work for myself because I'll have to remove that. Put it over. Cut it out. Do it. I will. I'll cut it out. Chop that shit right out. And some exciting news for any of you people that might know, we are now official stockists of Pokemon cards. So if you want to get hold of the latest cards that everyone is struggling to find, including you, Jim, from the trading card episode, because we know that you're struggling and want more to spend your money on, you can now support the show and get yourself some awesome cards. So how cool is that, Jordan? That is pretty damn dope. I never thought in my life I'd be associated with something where we sell Pokemon cards. I know. It's crazy. I couldn't believe I got the emails and you've been approved and I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I sent this on a whim. That was a all whim, a I tell you. It was all a bit. And now I have to commit. <laughs> <laughs> commit to the bit. Yes. Jordan, I have a question for you before we begin. Uh, how do you feel okay. about Arthur Morgan? I love him. Okay, cool. Moving on. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a uh, print of someone's art that I got from the last comic convention we were at. Oh, you did? Yeah, I remember. I did. It's it's somewhere. I've not framed it. It's been two years. I find you do that a lot from Comic Con. Like you buy a lot of art prints, and they all come in those nice little cardboard tubes, and then they never get put up. None of mine are in tubes, but yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm a fancy man. I like to transport my art in tubes. <laughs> it's the most efficient way of transporting artwork. Yes, it's it's said throughout the galleries. <laughs> while, while you were off, quite a few things happened. So we had Stu and Pixie on to talk about uh, our predictions for E3. Who died? Who died? 
What? Yeah, I was assuming I was assuming that someone's been gravely injured while I've been away. No, like no, 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 no one died. I, 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 I took a trip. <laughs> okay. Uh, in my mind, it was a mind trip, as I had oh. a fourteen-hour fasted blood test. I don't know if you've okay. ever had that before. Uh, a blood test. Yeah, but no, a fasted one. Uh, no. I don't think so. Okay, so the the aim of that is to see how low your blood sugar can get as it's like base level. How low can you go? Exactly, pretty fucking low. Oh, he's died. Out pretty okay. low. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got this blood test done, and she took six vials of blood because it had to go to like Why? four different places because they're just testing for all sorts of shit just in case. To <laughs> Why find do you need six? I know. I was like, can you leave me some? <laughs> I'm a string bean of a man, and that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. So she took all this blood, and I was I was sat there as you do, and then I started feeling a bit funny, and I was like, oh, I feel a bit strange. And I shit you not, <laughs> I saw a mandala. Okay. You know, those like spiraling patterns, and it was yeah. like flowing towards the center of my vision, and it was the most tunnel vision thing I've ever experienced. And I had to like lie down for like 10 minutes because I saw this crazy fucking acid trip pattern. And I just had to wait there. However, I, I got one of the strangest compliments I've ever received. You've got very nice veins. <laughs> this person was a vampire. It because seemed they like took, it. They took more blood than they needed to and complimented your veins. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just, okay. Uh, I didn't know what to say. I was kind of just like, thanks. I grew them myself. <laughs> did... Yeah, it was weird anyway. I just wanted to have a chat about that before we began. No, that's fine. That's You have a weird life, Harrison. You lead a weird existence. I do, yeah. Hopefully these tests will get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some E3, shall we? As for... That is yes. why we are here today. Let's talk about, firstly, the most meta trailer that we that we got to see. So this is the most meta trailer award, and it's got to go to Outer Worlds for me because even like me describing it, it's like we begin by hearing an old, wise sounding voice. But that's actually what the guy said. If listeners, if you haven't heard this, go check out the trailer because that is what the guy yeah. actually says. This will make our game feel big and important. It's just oh, it's this open space as well, isn't it? <laughs> the, like. Ugh. It is genius how they've done it. I, f I swear there was a movie that did that as well recently. Was it Deadpool? In the past like, couple of years. It might have been, yeah. I think That's very the... meta as well. Yeah, it's very fourth wall break. I, I did like the bit where he goes, will this creature be in the game? No, say goodbye to it forever. <laughs> it's like yeah. genius. It, it's very like ballsy for them to... Because they're, they're literally like egging on other game developers who were also at the, the show showing trailers that were seriously like this. And these guys yeah. were taking the piss. And it definitely captured the tone of the entire game. Like, well, from what I've played of the first one, because I'm only a few hours in, because when it came to Game Pass, I thought, oh, right, I'll I'll try it, because I, I haven't played it. And I know that it's the original Fallout developers, right? Obsidian, yeah. Yeah, who made New Vegas and... Yes. Is it two? Or one and two? Uh... I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it it they're a little more comedy toned. It seems anyway. Like 
in the games, there's a lot of comedy elements. There's a lot more character driven into every single character that you sort of interact with. They seem very big on their dialogue. And with this, it's almost like the Stanley Parable. Like, that was very, very meta as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That that game is literally just like meta, the game. Yeah, I th- I think that my favorite line from this was the lens flare thing. So there was like the the inception boah sound. And I said, that boah sound can mean only one thing. There should be lens flares. <laughs> I really did like this. It, yeah. it was good. It was well done. But it, it makes me wonder. Mm. So they basically made that as a joke because it's just an announcement that they're doing, yeah. you know, uh, Outer Worlds 2. How much... CG is expensive, right? My thought as well, yes. None of that is in engine. So it's not like they have an engine they can just do something with internally. Obviously, they'll probably have animators and stuff. Yeah. But CG is so expensive. Why are they wasting, why are they wasting that money? Well, though, if you look at it like that, though, it's not really a waste. Because they committed to making something that got people talking about it. And it's definitely got me talking about it. Yeah. I mean, surely it's based on, like... I, I tried to play through uh, thingy. Fucking, we're talking about Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't really get into it. So I just really? left it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to buy the second one. Yeah. I <laughs> haven't, I haven't gone back like... to it yet. But yeah. it was better than the Fallout games, I thought. You you better watch your mouth, Harrison. I know. I'm gonna get better up. Watch pretty... Better watch that pretty mouth. Don't look at it. It's a secret. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can imagine My I'm gonna get mouth. some angry angry uh, messages from people. Maybe even Laura. We'll see. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Shout out to you up in Edinburgh. Uh, got something in my eye. But yeah, that's that's all I've got to really say about Outer Worlds. But I want to talk about probably the most intense trailer that we got. And it, okay. it was actually the first trailer that I watched for E3. And it was the Battlefield 2042 trailer. Because yes, you know the movie quote that you pay for the seat, but you're only going to need the edge. This like inhabited it completely. And I was trying to think if there was a game equivalent to that sentence. And all I could think was you pay for the thumbs, but you're only going to need the tips. <laughs> 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 Just with the control sticks, you know what I mean? But yeah. It no, was, I, uh, I, I get you. It's yeah. good. Not bad. Not bad added. Just, just in case it went any, over any listeners' heads, I just thought I'd clarify. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it does. It's, it's doing what the Frostbite engine does perfectly, looking fucking beautiful with amazing physics. I was surprised at how good this trailer is. It's... I, I don't... Like... It's nothing like Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1. Like, it's a lot more saturated. There's a lot more colour in it. Uh, what what did you think yeah. of your, like, first impressions? It It looks really cool. So the first thing I'll say about this, though, is that with it being a Battlefield game mm-hmm. and a gameplay trailer for the multiplayer, because it's no, there's no campaign in uh, Battlefield 2042. They're moving to online only. Are they? Um, yeah. Oh. Multiplayer only. Oh, so wow. the the gameplay you'll watch is not going to... It's never going to play out like that because it's all staged. But it doesn't mean it's not going to be fun as hell and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And it'll probably be a hell of a lot of fun because Battlefield can be. But uh, I feel like Battlefield 1 and 5 were very like bleak and kind of like we're we're back in time. So everything's really depressing and difficult. And yeah, they were going for realism. warfare. Yeah, which I feel like they always do realism better than COD, things like that. Yeah, yeah, they do. But this yeah. definitely seem, seems like a bit more arcadey, a bit less like 
depressing basically yeah and i think that's why i didn't enjoy battlefield 5 or battlefield 1 it was like i'm not coming here to enjoy myself like everything is horrible including the weapons they're all bolt action and feel horrible to use like there's no yeah. fun with this like looking like i, I want to look back in a, in a moment i, I just want to bring a like a, a brief I was going to say eye to it, but I guess it's ear. The music is very Hans Zimmer in the the trailer. So which trailer did you watch? Did you watch the the gameplay trailer or the announcement? The full gameplay one. So you didn't watch the announcement trailer? No. Holy. I, I just, I, I only thought the gameplay one was... Jordan, I thought watch it, it now. And we're back. Welcome back. So that was the trailer. What do you Hello. think, Jordan? Tell me your thoughts. The trailer is really good. It's again nowhere near representative of what the game's going to be like when you're actually playing. Hang on, from the from the gameplay trailer, really it looks good. pretty fucking close. Yeah, but it never plays out like that. If you know what I mean, it never plays out in like I'm going to run this fucking. I nearly said mongoose because I want to talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> this like, like quad bike into a helicopter because the helicopter is never going to put itself in that situation. You never know. Either that or the the person. The person who's just started playing the game and slams it into a building immediately. The guy who does it in the gameplay trailer actually sticks C4 on it first and then jumps it off and blows it up. I do just want to yeah. point out the thing with the plane, you know, when the guy jumps out with a rocket launcher and blows up the plane, yeah. I did that, but with a sniper rifle and I shot the guy out of it in Battlefield Bad Company 2. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's loads of like, it doesn't seem a million miles away from Battlefield 4. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield 4 is just more like, it's just modern day opposed like futuristic yeah. but there's an interesting thing with these games especially battlefield where they try and predict what the weapons that every country will be using in the future will be mm -hmm. and they usually fuck it up massively like it's just not nowhere near but it'll be interesting to see if they get it right this time it would yeah i mean like because one of the things that we see in it drop down like when it actually starts kicking in with the big music is the robotic dog thing with the the gun on its back like that's yeah. very like Boston dynamics. Like you can feel where they've got their inspiration from that. But I I, oh, yeah. I think that it's going to be quite an exciting game to play because looking back from Bad Company 2, which was which was my favorite Battlefield game, I think we've spoken about it before, that was when they brought in destructible environments and it was more aimed at being like a sandbox shooter. Like, and I it yeah. feels like they're going back that way because they've said... From from quotes here, fight on an ever-changing battlefield. And that was what I loved about Bad Company 2. There's all the storm and weather effects, the sandstorm covers in. You know, the sorry, the sandstorm comes in and covers the streets. Like those big mounds of sand aren't there all the time. It's only after the sandstorm comes in. And did you notice that there was a yeah. a sandstorm covers up a stadium, which I feel like was a bit of a dig at uh Warzone because of the stadium in there? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a bit like, this is going to be better. And to be fair, it looks better than COD, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. COD's, COD's like more the most arcade shooter you can get, really. Um, but yeah, Battlefield's mm. always kind of aimed for more realism, a bit more slower, like, slower paced. You can't just like fucking sprint in with dual shotguns and go. Ham yeah, yeah, like you do because in Because you'll in just COD. die immediately. I, I think. Did you know? Oh, go on. Uh, game that came out in 2006, but the. Battlefield franchise, mm -hmm. Battlefield 2142. Oh, shit, just punched my line. 2142. Um, so they're going 100 years before that one. No, I don't. I didn't even know that game existed. 
Yeah, I, I knew it was something like that, but I, I, I didn't realize it was 100 years after this. Right, I'll, I'll have to check that out, see if I can uh, pick it up anywhere and have it. It's from 2006. I probably yeah, wouldn't. It's probably not that good. <laughs> it's not going to stand up. You'll probably use like the square button to fire or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not really strange. That kind of era, like Medal of Honor for the PS1. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's something that I, I thought was very interesting with this one. And one of my main problems with Bad Company 2 was that it was like a very outdoor shooter. Like there are moments of being inside buildings, like when you can destroy them and stuff, but for the predominance, you're on big open maps. So it makes it really good for like sniping. Yeah. And that, that's something they've carried on in, you know, even Battlefield 5, like that's, it feels very similar to that. Like it's all outside battles and it caters towards the long range players. Whereas in this one, I noticed in the gameplay trailer that when the tornado came, it was like the storm's coming, everyone get inside and everyone got inside the towers. And then it turned it into like a close quarters battle, which obviously is more yeah. akin to something like COD um, or maybe even, I'd even say Apex when you get inside buildings. That's something that I thought I was quite interesting. I wonder how it's going to work with spawning. So if you die outside, how do you get back in? Like does the storm just like affect an area around itself mm -hmm. or... You know, does it damage you slowly over time when you're outside? So it forces you to get in. I don't know if it does you know damage I mean? while you're out there. I know that if you're near the tornado, obviously you start getting pulled towards it, and everything gets dragged <laughs> you towards just it. You get yeeted into the sky. You do, yeah. And then you obviously, if you've got your wingsuit equipped, you can f try and fly out of it if you can, which I think is really cool. Like I've seen people getting dragged in it in helicopters, and they have to jump out and that sort of thing. And they've also incorporated yeah. zip lines across the top of the towers and grapple hooks which looks very Titanfall. And really annoyingly, someone in one of the uh, the gameplay things was like, oh, I can see they've been inspired by Doom Eternal here. I was like, Doom Eternal didn't have the grapple hook first, mate. What the fuck have you been playing? Yeah. The grapple hook wasn't really used for anything in Doom apart from combat. Anyway. Yeah, it was just to grab enemies, wasn't it? Like when you get the fire hook. Yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah. Um, Losers. Um, something else that was in <laughs> there. Too. Uh, you can. Did you Beauty. see the plus menu? Yeah, similar to Crisis. Yeah, so you can mod weapons on the fly. I like that a lot, a lot. Yeah, that is yeah. really good. I haven't played Crisis much. I only played Crisis 2. So, like, what, what was the difference in it in there? Uh, same. It's pretty much the exact same thing. Crisis 1, 2, and 3, you literally just, like, when you get the attachment, you just hold a button, and then you choose what attachment you want on the gun as you're playing. So you don't have to, like, go into okay. menus or anything. It just pulls it up in front of the gun. Sweet. And then you just pick which attachments you want. It, it does work really well. Uh, Battlefield, again, being slower paced than Call of Duty, uh, depending on how you play it, obviously. Yeah. It'd probably actually work out really well for them, being able to swap scopes out on the fly. Because it, it is kind of annoying. Like, if you go... Wait, let me think of how, what I, where I want to go with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it is the changing environment, like you say, like, everyone needs to get indoors, it'd suck if you just, like, spawned in and you chose the wrong class that has, a like, sniper a or something. sniper yeah. rifle scope. Yeah, like a ranged scope opposed to like a red dot or something. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool that you have that flexibility, which leads me to think it will be something where if the storm comes, you really want to be inside, otherwise you're at a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it doesn't show it in, in this trailer, but I know obviously you can get the sandstorm, but in the rocket level, when the rocket takes off, you do start to see the level filling with uh, exhaust from the rocket. So I presume it's going to go entirely misty and then you're not going to be able to see. You'll probably take damage if you're near the rocket. 
Um, I was really impressed by the ice level as well. <laughs> be vaporized by it, probably. Yeah, yeah. you're too close. I, I wasn't sure if I saw people climbing up it as well. Stuff falls off it, and I wasn't sure whether it was yeah. it was players. I I hope you can if you can climb up it and get on top when it launches. That would be cool. And then like wingsuit down. I saw I saw stuff fall off of it. That's a man. That looks like a man. <laughs> it's on the ground. I forgot my wingsuit. <laughs> Yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, let's move on to our next game, J-Man. As okay. we are very excited to see a departure from the standard linear game that is Dark Souls. So what did you think of Elden Ring? Dark Souls. I thought it looked great. Nice little open world thing, taking a leaf out of Sekiro's book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I never really thought of Dark Souls as being particularly linear, even though it is, because you have like divergent paths of like, all these little winding corridors of where you can go and find and open new areas. But yeah. to see a fully realized open world in this setting, I, I don't even know how it's going to feel to play. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not apprehensive about it because I, obviously I know it's going to be good, but half of the, like, you just don't know what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, it's going to be completely, completely different. Because, like, one of the things about Dark Souls is if you start getting chased by, like, a big enemy or, like, a crowd, you're like, oh, fuck! And you're, like, running down these little corridors <laughs> trying to get away and get upstairs and stuff. Whereas this, you can call a mount that you can just ride away on. Yeah, I I feel like it'll probably... Dark, Dark Souls, like, 1, 2, and 3, mm -hmm. they are all technically open-world games. Yeah. But there's, like, definitely a, a set path you should follow first. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it'll be nice to see how they handle that, whether it's going to be a big open world, but you still have to go down the same path. But yeah, surely they've got to do something, which means you can't just like leg it on a horse every time something gets a bit Yeah, I, maybe... Maybe there'll be other mounted enemies. Maybe it'll have almost like dungeon aspects. So the predominance of the world is like open. Zelda. Yeah, but then when you get to areas where the bosses and, you know large instances of enemies are going to be it'll become like a castle that you have to work through you know so it becomes a little more enclosed maybe that that could work yeah again dark souls one like you've got uh wherever you got you got an orlando you've got sense fortress you've got the catacombs so they're all very like once you're in there it's enclosed. yeah you're in there that's kind of it you're in there and it's yeah, time to die you're in there your balls yeah. deep yeah uh, what did you think of the the like the mount that we have? Because we see like this horse goat, and it launches up a cliff face, and it looks like it's going to feel amazingly satisfying, like all about that juice, you know? What did you What did you think of that? Yeah, it looked really good. I, I like the idea. I'm I'm assuming that's just like a traversal kind of thing where um, the set paths you can use that as a shortcut. Maybe yeah, you like get to a point like, where when it's, you've got to a certain yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, you've you've unlocked the magical horseshoes of mystery and you can climb things. I, I dream of one day unlocking right. those shoes. We'll get there one day. <laughs> uh, it was nice the to see... Mystical man shoes. <laughs> it was nice to see that you could actually fight on the horseback as well. And I wanted to just point out, did you notice the first note of the music when the first bit happens? No, no. <laughs> that does not at all seem like something I'd write. seems like something you'd recognize. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't because the first piano note that you hear, particularly because it's piano, it's Gwyn's theme. Oh, right. You know, like when it goes, nice little ding, and then it goes, ding, ding. It's got like that pause just before the second note hits. 
and it does the first note and you're like, oh my God, is it going to be that? And then it completely changes and it's like, oh, that's a nice little, nice little yeah. nod towards that. Oh, fuck that. you. Yeah. All right. We, we both took that a different way. Yeah, we did. Like, yeah. What a nice nod. I'm like, fuck you. Dude. <laughs> Why would you play with my heartstrings like this? Also, I've noticed they can't do hair very well still. That's one of my qualms. Yeah, I feel like you're always wearing, like, armor, though, so... What if you can get it, armor made yeah. of hair? Like the From set from Dark Souls 2? Yeah, that doesn't look too bad, actually, with with the fur. That's fur. They can do fur well, but they can't do hair well. Yeah. Or characters' faces <laughs> a lot of the time. What is fur if not hair? It's very different in my books. <laughs> well, it's just animal hair, isn't it, fur? It is. It's more wiry. It's coarse. Well, sometimes. Not always. <laughs> do you think... Harrison, mm. that that wasn't that was the question. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Not very often. No. So, <laughs> uh, do you think it's going to be more story focused than Dark Souls? So actually, give you story, opposed to just like you're an undead guy. See ya. Bye. Have fun. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, Oscar just fucking. I don't know. Drops a key and then you leaves. Just fucks off. I I would guess so. I mean, that's hitting a very Almost not a dangerous point, but it's one of the defining factors of why so many people like Dark Souls is because of the way that the story is presented, that you have to get involved to find out about the lore if you want to. However, yeah, read all the item descriptions. Yeah, but you don't really get someone like George R. R. Martin involved, like a big story writer, if you're not going to give it story. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I imagine it'll have more and it'll be presented in a way... I, I imagine it'll be presented in such a way that it, the other Dark Souls players will still like it. Because this, at the end of the day, this isn't a Dark Souls game. It's not called Dark Souls 4. You know? Um, Something I've just thought about, though. So if it's if they've got George R. R. Martin on it, yeah. which is, you know, that's really good, What what's something I've always struggled with with Dark Souls is, like, putting kind of an attachment towards characters and things like that because you're doing the same section over and over again every time you die. Yeah. It's not like you're progressing constantly. Like, uh, story, like Last of Us, you can kind of, like, plod through and, you know, things are slowly revealed. Yeah. It's not that kind of game. So I wonder if they're going to do it where it's no longer respawning enemies and stuff like that and it's going to be much easier to progress. Or there's going to be a much more kind of, like, mm. story-focused aspect opposed to just giving you a bit more through cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, I I really don't know. I'm really not it's sure. Not a Souls game. I, I so know what you mean about not. the uh, the progression, and it definitely. Yeah. I I know what you mean about the the like becoming attached to characters. There's very few that you do get attached to, other than like Solaire, obviously, and um, the Onion Knight. That's just because that's because you just fall in love with them, though, isn't you it? You do, yeah. It's like I just I'm in love with him. That's the only reason I care. He's so radiant and resplendent. Resplendent. If only I could be so resplendent. Uh, gloriously incandescent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? What he said. What he said. <laughs> he does say resplendent as well. I'm sure at one point. Oh right. Uh, maybe. I, I tend to just run past him at the start. To be honest, now. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Hi, Slayer. Bye, Slayer. Bye, Slayer. And he's like, oh, wait. <laughs> just see him in the background <laughs> praising the sun. Jolly cooperation. <laughs> cooperation. <laughs> no time no time yeah. uh, did you notice the wolf knight as well we've got uh, our wolf knight back with 20% more wolf he's got a wolf's head this time I did 
scary man. Excited to see that. Not a fan. Yeah. It reminds very Bloodborne y. It was. Bloodborne y. Bloodborne. Have you played Bloodborne yet? Uh, I've played like the first two hours of it. Yeah, it's on PS4. It's too fucking hot to run your PS4. That's a good point. Did you clean it? I've not had a chance to <laughs> take it apart and clean it. No. You heard this, listeners. Did you clean it yet? I didn't clean my PS4. Chop, chop. <laughs> exactly. Hurry up. Yeah, no, That's not yet. I, I want to. I just need to find the time. Need to yeah, find it's too the hot time. PS4 is warm as fuck. They are horrible. My, to be honest, the rest of my tech's bad enough. <laughs> my laptop hitting 100 degrees. Also, I want to point out the dragon. The dragon that we see in this trailer looks amazing and you fight it on on horseback or goat back whatever whatever that animal is goat back uh and he God, man. calls that a lightning bolt catches the lightning bolt slams it into the ground and lightning bolts you it looks so cool it does it does that and i like it that and the flying deer spirit thing that's like glowing blue with its antlers that was like a really nice down moment of the trailer like it was like a breath for the trailer because it's very uh action-packed like it gets very like oh my god like big epic music all of a sudden and that moment it breathes and then carries on when you see the dragon you know yeah it just gets to the point where you're like wow i can't wait to play this and hate my life for weeks on end i don't know what i'm gonna do and then that bit gives it a little bit of like a little bit of respite for a second it does and then it hits again harder there's a very there's a very like smo like boss looking there is yeah with a big fire thing on his head what mike yeah Wap it. We both punched. Stop. We've got set up like a support group for microphones. I know. We must, must have to do that. <laughs> Just three pounds a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the three pounds a month would do. No. Pay f- Just give us three pounds a month and we'll stop beating up microphones. Yeah. Join the Patreon and we'll stop punching our microphones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Are you gone again? Harrison! <laughs> I was here the whole time. I just wanted to see how long you'd freak out. You wanker. <laughs> Sorry. Shall we move on to something I want to talk about? Yes. From, obviously, I wanted to talk about the other two. However, I'm going to take this one. Let's do it. Did you see the Halo? Uh, is it just Halo Online or is it Halo Infinite Online? It's Halo Infinite. It's just the multiplayer section. Yes. Mm. So the multiplayer for that shit looks dope as hell it does uh, have you seen all the gameplay stuff i have yeah so i noticed all the changes saw they changed how chief looks uh i noticed that the art style has changed did you notice that a little bit they've gone for a bit more realistic styling haven't yeah they? before he was very like almost fortnite-esque like it was like black colors no no dents in his armor and now it's got like yeah. all the fucking detail because everyone got annoyed <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised. It was a little too kind of, I wouldn't say even say polished. It was a bit too, what's the Sterile. word I'm looking for? Yeah, sure, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that works. I'll go. I'll go with that. That's what I meant. Yeah. Have that. <laughs> I'll take. I'll take the. Uh, I'll take the credit for that. Okay, dude. So, my favorite thing about this kind of multiplayer experience, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch the the trailer for the story mode because I don't really care. Uh, so I kind of moved on past that and went straight for the multiplayer because that's the that's where Halo is for me is like spending all my time playing that as a teenager yeah. instead of going to school or making friends or talking to girls. Uh, so I just spent a lot of time getting really good at Halo. Yeah. So it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks like it runs really smooth. All the weapons look and sound great. 
And then my favorite thing about that aspect, though, is that the season passes they're bringing out, even though season passes are kind of grim, mm-hmm. they do not expire. Yes, that is a great and that thing. That is the... I fucking hate season passes yeah. because I hate the fear of missing out and it means I've got to play a game to death to get the thing I want. Even though I probably don't even want it yeah. and never look at it again. But it's the fear of missing out really, really gets me. It gets it hooks and you done it and it's like, I don't want to do this, exactly. but I feel committed now. And if you've done like yeah, the exactly. first half of it, you can't stop there. Like you may as well finish it. It's like, right, there are 20 days left and I need to do like five levels a day. And that takes like six hours or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, shit. But luckily they're just getting rid of that. And you can just put your progression points into whichever season pass you want whenever, which is incredible. Yeah. That, I love that. That's the way to do That's, it for sure. Uh, so many games need to do that now. Mm-hmm. Because season passes are here to stay. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, they're not going to change because, you know, that's how a lot of games companies make their money now. Like a lot of them struggle. Shit works, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's free to play, Harrison. Damn! And it's (laughs) cross-play. It's cross-play too. I think it's cross-play. I might be lying about that one. I didn't didn't see that, but I imagine it will be. Yeah, Xbox and PC. There's no pay to win and that you can customize the absolute arse off of everything. And I love it, which is so cool because... That was really great, like having recon armor or Hayabusa armor or EOD or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they actually brought back like a samurai style armor, didn't they? Did you notice? Yeah. Excited and about that, that. I think that's like all the stuff you can buy is completely cosmetic. Plus the samurai armor you can actually earn in game. I think you can earn everything in game. That's how it should I be. Think. You can earn stuff if you want. Yeah, yeah but you it shouldn't give you a but benefit there in the game. There should be a time limit. No. There should be no t- there should be no time limit to do it. You can earn it if you want to earn it. Other people can buy it to take it if they want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, there shouldn't be a fear of missing out. It's a video game. You're playing it to relax, not to get stressed. Exactly. Unless I'm I'm playing through Darkest Dungeon at the minute, so I can't really speak. Yeah, because stress is like the main mechanic of that game. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I actually just started it myself. You may be happy to know. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. I love Got it. Added to game I sent you some videos week. before, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. Pain tree. Pain tree. Yeah, it was good, that one. <laughs> Got Breath of the Wild 2. We can talk about that. Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Do you want to go? I'll go. <laughs> sorry, you want to go? You want to go, go <laughs> Shit, bro? sorry. <laughs> Starting a fight. That you were telling me to leave. I was just like, sorry. Just like fucking... <laughs> Saying it with like, come to bed eyes. Do you want to go? <laughs> you want to Hey, baby, want to go? Um, <laughs> yeah. Nintendo showed Breath of the Wild 2 when they started by showing the, what's the Hyrule Warriors? They started by showing that. I, w- I was slightly worried at first. I was like, is this what we're going to get? Are we just going to get this? Are they not going to show Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. And then when AGI Numa came on afterwards, I was like, okay, here it is. We're going to see some shit. The big man's here. The big boy's here. The f- five foot two Japanese man, the big man's here. <laughs> 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 I was very excited to see that they've gone quite dark with the trailer, like Zelda falling off into the pit of darkness right away at the start, Link getting grabbed by the malice, and we see who is still presumed to be Ganondorf. We don't that's not been confirmed yet, but we're guessing that it is. Stand up and awaken. He's so woke. Ganondorf's awoke in this. Uh Link I also gets the power awoken. arm. Like we predicted, which is really cool. I was very excited that prediction came true. And I, I initially thought that the the sections that we see in the later on in the trailer, because the first part 
looks very much like Breath of the Wild 1, or ju we'll just call it Breath of the Wild for now. Because we still didn't get... That's one thing I was wrong about in my prediction. We didn't get a title. I thought we'd at least get a title as well. But the title must have some significance to the story. Yeah. Because why would they not give a title? Because it just makes it more difficult to search out. Yeah, because Nintendo actually haven't put... As far as I've seen, they haven't put a proper trailer up. Because it's not called yeah. Breath of the Wild 2 on the trailer. So I'm not sure what the... Yeah, okay. they just call shit... They just call it Breath of the Wild. And it's like, well, we've already got one of those. It's not like Robocop, where you can just do it 30 yeah, years later. Can't just have another this one. came out like four years ago, <laughs> five years ago. Yeah, so I, I, we still don't know. We still don't know. But the the section that we see, so after the, seeing the normal Breath of the Wild stuff, we start seeing some new footage, which is these floating aisles. And I thought that was Zelda as a playable character because the hair's longer. And I was like, oh, are we actually going to get to play Zelda? Because... We don't see it for the rest of the trailer, and it never shows that character from the front. So I was like, oh, that's unusual. It looks like they're trying to hide the identity of this character. However, the character's build looks a little more masculine, and he looks a little more hench than normal Link. So now I'm starting to think, are we going to be playing as two different heroes? One 10,000 years in the past, which because it looks like the, the hero from the tapestry that you see in Breath of the Wild. You know, with like the longer hair and like the the green like toga almost. A different link. Yeah, so we're going to be playing in the past with this like Skyloft area, which looks like a reference to Skyward Sword, which obviously we're getting Skyward Sword HD, and a reference to um, Twilight Princess, which has the city in the sky. So I'm thinking now we're going to see these two different incarnations, and you're going to be collecting or trying to find where these floating aisles were, because this 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 new character has this new mechanic that they've evolved with a flying mechanic where you can, like, I don't know if you float up on a raindrop, or there's something about a raindrop moving upwards, like reversing time. And Link dives, or if it's Link or whoever it is, dives upwards and goes up through one of the aisles. So I'm guessing you have to like... And like climbs through yeah, it. Yeah, you have to like ascend through these aisles. So I'm guessing you have to gain this ability to do that to get back up to Hyrule Castle in the current Link timeline where Ganondorf has raised the castle up. Well, Jesus, you may be able to walk on water, but I'm Link, I can swim through land. <laughs> I can swim up raindrops, yeah. So uh, <laughs> what did you what did you think of the, the trailer? Is there anything that you, you picked up from it? It's really pretty. It is. And I hope I don't have to buy a Switch Pro. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, didn't, they, didn't, from they didn't mention a Switch Pro, did they? No, I. it looks really cool. I don't know if there's actually going to be two different characters. I don't know how they'd implement that without it getting stale mm. quick. Because the, the beauty of Breath of the Wild is you can just jump into the game and you can just dick around. So if they've got added like two different movesets or like different abilities between the two characters or you've got to jump back and forth in time or something, it just seems like it'd be a bit tedious. You know what I mean? It just complicates like a really simple, nice formula and Nintendo don't seem like the kind of company to do that. Yeah. They're very much about simplistic stuff. So I'm wondering if it's just like you pick what arm you have or maybe some of it is before he gets the arm or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I did notice that the the green arm that you actually see doesn't even look like Link's arm. Like, it's got, like, long nails on it. So that's why I was like, oh, is it someone else? But maybe, maybe. it's just, like, one of the Sheikah monk's arms or something. But I... Maybe, because it's like... Yeah, it could be that it's just, like, 
an ability you choose or something. Mm-hmm. Like you upgrade it and wait, if surely Link could have the Sheikah slate, so it must be it must be a He doesn't he doesn't have a Sheikah slate. Even when you see the current link, uh that's what we'll call that one for now. Um mm. you see a moment where he uses a rev- like a time reverse mechanic to grab like a spiky yeah. ball that's rolling down a hill. But if if you look, he doesn't it. have anything in his hand. He, he pushes his hand forward and it glows gold. Yeah. I'm wondering if it is just like a prequel then. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, so... I think we'll either see whether it's moving back and two on the fly. I'm not sure. Or maybe just half the game takes place in the current and half the game takes place in the past, like with Ocarina of Time. Maybe it it would. I just feel like again, Breath Breath of the Wild is such a simple formula that works so well. I don't see Nintendo blocking off half of a game, where you know, like in Breath of the Wild, you can just go fight Ganon at the start if you want. I don't see them reverting that change, but they might do. I could be wrong. It just doesn't seem like something they do. They're a fan of simplicity. No matter what they do, they just make stuff fun and yeah. you know engaging. I don't know where they'd go with it. It'll be interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to it. I love Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I have no idea what to make of it at the minute. No, me neither. I'm, I'm excited either way. Like I know it's going to be good and I oh, know yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. I just, uh, yeah, straight up. I just want to know more. Like, that's the thing. I'm like picking it apart. I'm like, just give, give me it to me. I just need a little morsel to just chew on for a while. Another six years, or however long it's going to take. Just a crumb. Yeah. Just a crumb, please. Please. I'm hungry for Zaldo. Yeah. Just a, just a crumb. <laughs> Let's move on to another game. So what is another yes. game on your list? Another game on my list. Let me check my list. Oosh. One that you sent to me, and I had, I'd, I'd not watched anything before yesterday, mm-hmm. really, trailer-wise. Um, most, of it, most of it was today, to be honest with you, yeah. after I finished work. Um, the game replaced. Yes, looks awesome. You, how did you describe it? You described it as Abe's Odyssey mixed with... Cyberpunk mixed with... Yeah. What was the last one? I can't remember. I, neither can I, but it's like a 2.5D side-scroller animated, but also not pixel art, but kind but of... 3D. Yeah, it's just a really weird combination, but it looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. Like It looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's just mental. The animations are what got me. Yeah. I don't know if the fights are kind of like you just hands off things happen for the story or if these fights actually happen, because I don't know, I can't see like a seam between things that happen. Like where it's obvious an animation starts and stops. It's so fluid. It's ridiculous. It is. And you can see that how you've taken aspects of making older games and the stylistic choices of getting the look of older games. However, using modern expertise like lighting and structure and composition and then layering over like a retro lo-fi style kind of like they did with uh oh what's the the dungeon crawlery game side scroller you're a guy with no head you start as a slime dead cells dead cells like that like that's a isn't that a 3d game but they've put a, a pixel art skin over it 
I don't know, actually. That's a very good question. I've never thought about it. I always just assumed it was 2D. Yeah, I'm sure that's the way they did it, and that's why the animations look so good. It could be. That's that's pretty awesome if they have, actually. I've never considered that. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's weird the, with this. Like, it's, it almost looks like Minecraft textures. It does. But 32 it looks bit. almost voxel-based. Yeah. But the, um, the atmosphere it manages to pump out and mm -hmm. just... It just it gives real like Blade Runner vibes. It does, yeah, it really does. And I am all about the the aesthetic of Blade Runner. Yeah, I am so about. I watched both those films like a few months ago. You like, did them back to back, day, didn't you? And I was back to back. That was like what five hours? More than life. that. More than that. Six hours. Mm -hmm. It was totally worth it. Like anything to do with that kind of setting, I absolutely love. Yeah, and we all know that that production designer went on to do the greatest film ever made. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Speaking Yikes. of, speaking of, oh god, the extended oh edition god. just got released, didn't it? Of what? Super Mario Brothers. Super maybe? Mario Brothers. Previously unreleased footage. Yeah, I heard it on. I think it was on bottom of the stream. They were talking about it. Maybe we'll that have sounds to, terrible. Uh, we'll have to that stick sounds... that on a watch night and uh, see what we can do. If you. If you're not watching the video versions, I'm wincing in pain. <laughs> Please, ah. no. Please make it stop. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was fun to watch, it but was. I'm not fun enough to watch again. <laughs> send me send me the scenes that weren't in the original film and I'll watch them independently. Just the scenes. <laughs> I, I want to watch it again to see if I can notice when Bob Hoskins is fucked. <laughs> when he's absolutely twatting. Yeah, I want to see when you can tell when those guys are drunk. Yeah, that sounds sounds good to me, actually. Yeah, we can like mark it up and see if we are. It's almost like drunk bingo, but we're marking when they're drunk, and we can all see if we get the same <laughs> scenes at the end. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. It's okay. when he's definitely where he's driving his truck through the streets. No, no sober man drives like that. No, no, no. You've got you you mentioned something in the notes here about a Russian theme. Yeah, people are liking a lot of Russian themes in games currently. And I don't know if yes, it's since are. like the Chernobyl series came out because then everyone was like, oh, loads of Russian stuff's cool again. And then Metro started getting big again. So we've got one called Atomic Heart. What did you think of yes. that trailer? Because that was almost like Bioshock set in Russia. I, I've watched every trailer or every bit of footage I could find of Atomic Heart. And every time I watch something new, I get more confused. Same. I know less. Yeah. It doesn't give like, anything away. Oh, it's starting to starting to make sense. No, it doesn't. Not all. Nope. Everything just at like it's like you put in together a jigsaw of four pieces, and then suddenly you put a piece in and it just fucking explodes into like a thousand pieces. And you're <laughs> like, oh okay, right. <laughs> like oh, no, nothing makes sense anymore. No, you put an edge make piece on end. and then it like grows a little nub and you're like, well now it's not an edge. <laughs> No, it's uh, yeah, it's just a mental looking game, isn't it? It is. I'm I'm intrigued. It's intrigued me enough to look up more and possibly get oh, yeah. it when it comes out. Uh, the, I the, think I'll probably get it. The other Russian one is Stalker Two: Heart of Chernobyl. Yes, that looks visually outstanding. It does. It's uh, it looks mentally good. It's, it seems to be about like crafting weapons and going through like the outlands of chernobyl like i never played the did you play the first one because it was this isn't a new franchise to me i played a little bit they're very dated games mm -hmm. but i played the worst one i played stalker clear skies um oh so there's not just I one just no there's uh call of pripyat stalker 
So Stalker, Call of Pripyat, Stalker, Clear Skies, and Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, I think. Oh, wow. So there's quite a few. Okay. Yeah, but they're all based on like the same engine. They they release very quickly after each other, I'm pretty sure. But Clear Skies, I think, is the worst, and that's the one I have, which sucks. Okay. So I'm going to get the other ones. What was that for? Properly. Uh, old PC. Oh, okay. Right, so... I think they did it on original Xbox, but I'm not entirely sure. I think they might have, but I can't remember now. See, that's funny, because I thought I had a had some random memory of seeing an Xbox box, you know, of that game while being, like, looking in game or somewhere like that. So maybe it was on Xbox. An Xbox box. Xbox box, yeah. And then, you've got, uh, and then you've got a Russian game that I'm a big fan of, which is Escape from Tarkov. Yes, tell me about that. Yeah. Tell the listeners about that. They are releasing a new map which is streets of tarkov which is going to be huge and they've released a bit of footage of an atv show it not an atv um atv is an all-terrain vehicle apb armored personnel vehicle uh apv apv yeah. Yeah. Personnel ve- apc armored personnel carrier that's Jesus the one Christ, you got there a while. um but yeah they, they've got footage of one of those rocking up and a load of soldiers jump out so i don't know if that's just how they're going to deliver kind of like raider NPCs at some point. Uh, but they've also just released today, as we record, just a bit before this morning, yeah. um, what the boss of the factory level is going to look like when they add the expansion to that map. What is the boss of the factory is, level like? It is a topless man wearing a tactical rig and a welding helmet, carrying a sledgehammer and what looks like a Saiga 12 shotgun. Nice. Sounds pretty cool. Yep, he's got tattoos, and uh, apparently the uh, welding mask just says "die" on the front of it in Russian, which well, is pretty funny. Sounds like a lovely yeah. chap. <laughs> he he sounds like a lovely chapo. He does. He does. But yeah, Tarkov does this cool thing where they just instead of like just pumping out maps, they expand what maps there currently are. So they're just like, oh, we've just like this map is now twice as big as it was. Have fun, learn the new shit. That's Bye. nice. That's cool. Yeah. It's dope because it gives people a chance to learn stuff and then pr- like learn more. Yeah, then progress. Uh, some p- people are in a bit in two minds. So the factory expansion that's coming out mm-hmm. is going to make the smallest map in the game twice as big. And it is a very small map. It's stupidly small. Okay. But people like factory being small because it's a PvP area. It's where you go to basically get better at shooting. Yeah, okay. So a little so more I don't know how fast-paced it. time to kill yeah. kind of thing. It, more Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, all right. All right. Well, I think that's all of our notes over E3, isn't it? Yeah, pretty, all the good stuff. All that good stuff. <laughs> so, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like, subscribe, wherever you are, and go check out Please the website, because we've got new stuff on there. Jordan, where can they find you? You can find me at the Mr. John Core on Twitter and tell me how right I am about all the things I just said. Boost my ego. Please. Please. He needs it. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me everywhere at Haswild and you can find the podcast everywhere at Grief Burrito. Like I said, check out griefburrito.com. We've got some cool things going on there. I've been doing some reviews on there as well. And remember, if you want Pokemon cards, they're on there too. And we'll get you all the Pokemasters. Let's go, Jordan. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.